she could tell that I was awesome, but just a little bit defeated. And she just whipped me into shape. And anytime that I started being like, well, she's like, no, you're awesome. You crushed it. And I went in there and I got the job. Welcome to Decision Point, a podcast about overcoming adversity in sales and the growth that we experience in the process. I'm Brad Siemens. All right. Welcome to Decision Point. I've got an awesome interview for you today with a gal named Jackie Leahy. She is with Eustis Consulting. She's a former BDR, BDR manager. She's been a real estate agent and a kindergarten teacher. And she's going to talk about how to move from one life setback to another. We're also going to cover uh, interacting with different personalities. And we're going to talk about career transition. Excited to have Jackie with us today. Awesome. Well, this is going to be what this is going to be super fun. So here's how I here's how, somehow I found you. And then I found your um, sellout show interview that you did. And I laughed. <laughs> so hard that I sent this to Kyle and said, Hey, we've got to get, um, Jackie, Jackie on the, uh, on the podcast. And so oh then I started, fo- then I started following uh, you on LinkedIn and, and you're, and I get my <laughs> daily meme from you of whatever's going on <laughs> in, in Salesforce. And so, um, it's been, uh, it's been a joy to follow you just cause you, uh, you have a really unique personality and it's a, it's a lot of fun. I get, I get good laughs, uh, just following you there on, on LinkedIn. Um, but I was specifically moved, or I was specifically interested when I was listening to your um, the, on the sellout show uh, about how you dealt with different personalities, and so yeah. that's one of the things that I want to talk about. Um, but before we do that, um, why don't you talk a little bit about just kind of hey, you mentioned you were a kindergarten teacher, so tell me the process. Like, how do you go from kindergarten teacher to real estate agent to run the family business? Um, to getting into software, let's start there, and then yeah. we can get in, then we can get into some of the fun, uh, the the fun stuff that you've learned along the way. Yeah, I, well, I think you know you make plans and you want to do stuff, and then you figure out it's not for you. Like teaching, I had this vision of really you know shaping young lives, um, but it ended up being lots of administration and just political bullshit, um, and where I couldn't teach the way I wanted to teach. Um, and it just really, I just really got burnt out in three years. Um, and so I ended up, (laughs) uh, temping because it was 2009, 2008, 2009. I couldn't get a job for some reason. Chase, man, Chase wanted to hire me as a personal banker. Um, and they're like, oh, we always have a, a wreck. I don't know why I can't get this job wreck. Uh, approved and it ended up being there's a you know financial crisis of 2008. So I ended up temping and one of the days I ended up in temping in a real estate office. And like in Manhattan, I had an apartment broker when I got my first apartment and he was like this old Ukrainian man, um, like super like gruff. Um, and when I learned that they were like apartment brokers, I was like, wait, what? Like you're a really sweet young woman. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Um, and so, yeah, I got my real estate license and jumped right in. And I ended up kind of figuring out the early, early, like, seeds of inbound marketing. I had a WordPress blog 
Um, and I kind of did lifestyle blogging slash my clients and I did Craigslist ads that were like ridiculous, right? Like, <laughs> there was this really great price department, but it was like a shit show going in. Like they hadn't cleaned it out yet. And like in the title, I was like, are you man enough for this apartment? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of my Craigslist ads, I, you know, linked back to my WordPress blog. So I ended up after a few months, like having people contact me that they were like, I've been following you. Like I, I've been planning to, I can't wait to talk to you and have you be my real estate agent. It was insane. Like um, just figuring out that, like getting people into your like web of my like, like optimistic, irreverent view of the world. Um, people want to like share in that and it's fun and it's a different way. Like I know I'm weird. <laughs> and um and i think it can be you know delightful so um let me ask you a couple of questions so how do you move from being a real estate agent to mm -hmm. getting into to software because you move from real estate yeah you become an sdr at some point and then and then I you did. take over the sales offer. okay so yeah. how does that happen yeah 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 so i um I was in real estate and I had the best quarter of my whole life, made a whole bunch of money. Like I figured it out. Right. And I was just like, okay, now I don't want to do this anymore though. Like, this is so boring. I figured it out. And I heard about the startup Institute in Boston. It was an eight week intensive to have, to help people pivot into the tech startup world. Um, I joined the technical marketing track <laughs> and Got to learn a whole now lot. You, now you laughed when you now you that. laughed when you said that. Was that was that like yeah. a devious laugh? Like what 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 kind of laugh is that? Like that's the laugh that I ended up in sales. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of, like the, one of the coaches there, they were like, "Okay, for marketing, do you see yourself like writing content or like running analytics?" I was like, "Neither." And he was like, "Or closing deals." I was like, "That one, that one." <laughs> so just kind of like learning your own vision of yourself. And sometimes it takes someone from the outside to be like, Hey dummy, <laughs> I don't think you're going to like doing this. Um, yeah. So I ended up getting, I wanted a, a sales job and like I had years of being like a top real estate agent, just crushing it. Right. Rockstar deal machine is what, you know, I kind of thought of myself as, um, but apparently oh. when you go into software sales, they, they think that you know nothing and you need to be a BDR. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really funny. So when you're, when you're taking this BDR track, do you, do you feel like you're going in your mind, were you going backwards or were you at the first step of learning? Oh, I took, um, I guess it's both. Um, I just like, I think the hardest part, it wasn't even like the salary slash, but it was more just like the ego hit. Like I like, the visceral, like anybody who's a BDR or SDR or has been, like, you know, that visceral gut punch of nobody respects you, especially at the, at the beginning, like nobody cares about you. Um, they roll their eyes. If you try to say something, you know, in a group learning thing or something like, um, and being, you know, a 33 year old BDR, it was definitely frustrating. Right. Um, all right. All right. So we're going to we're going to hone in on because at the at the core of like yeah. how the podcast got started here, it okay. got started because 
there's a lot of podcasts out there about how to do sales. There's not a lot of podcasts that I could find that I felt like talked about adversity and, and mental mindset. Yeah. And and when you yeah. think about sales, you know, I and maybe it's maybe it's my personality, but I feel like sales is some somewhat like um, it's a little bit like war. Like you're you're constantly you want something and you're being set back from that and you have to conquer it. So it's yeah. very it's it's to me it feels it's it's all adverse, right? If somebody says sales isn't hard, they're I, I think they're lying to you because selling yeah. is a difficult is a very difficult task. I mean, think about how hard it is in a in a business in general to take your beliefs. Think about this is the same reason selling is the same reason it's hard for a company to have a corporate turnaround because without mm-hmm. somebody coming from the outside because it's so difficult inside for somebody to change someone else's belief system. And that's what has to happen mm-hmm. to, to sell somebody is you got to take your energy and your belief and yeah. transfer it on to somebody else. Right. Yeah. That's a hard, that, yeah. that can be a really hard, that can be a super hard task. Um, yeah. And um, so, so. In a cold call. The, in, a, in a cold, in a, hey, we just met, right? Hey, I just met you. Let hey, me tell you. Let me change your, you. <laughs> let me change your whole belief system. change your whole minutes. belief system. <laughs> So, yeah. so, so, so that's kind of how that, so, so when I think about sales, I think about adversity, right? It's constant setback. Right. It's, it's like, you, you know, there's lots of highs and lows. You got to be able to temper yourself. You got to be able to stay, you know, you got to be able to stay between the mountains and the peaks or you're going to, or you're going to run out of, you know, emotional stamina. And so um, you take this. So the reason why I want to highlight on this is you take this job, you just identified, not only is it just emotionally exhausting having to prospect, but now you're not get you're not in a position that deems respect like the CEO or a C level position, yeah. right? So yeah, talking exactly. about like exactly. talking about how you get through that, like what's that yeah. what's that process look like? What are some of the things that you did? Yeah, well, you just have to prove yourself. Um, and for me, the adversity of sales wasn't necessarily the selling part or hitting quota. It was the interpersonal and political stuff because if you are brand new and start and like I'm real friendly like I can I can book meetings on a on a cold call and I you know I was hitting quota my first month um you'd think that people would be like wow that's great what are you doing can I do that too but instead it's like at least for me maybe it's you know part of who I am a little bit too rambunctious but it was like, at first I was welcomed and then I started doing well and I was shunned. Um, now, oh, oh, now how many people are on your team? Yeah. Um, there are about 15 BDRs. Okay. So and you're crushing like it. A, yeah. Crushing it. Um, maybe one other person is hitting quota. And it was like a real, just like culture of this is stupid anyway. Like why bother? Okay. So, so now was, was that due to the fact that like the SDR team wasn't that wasn't valued in the organization? Yeah. And like our, our manager was on maternity leave um, and we were pretty much left our own devices um, and just ignored. Like we, at one point when I finally got the ear of the CRO, I was, he was like, Jackie, now why aren't people hitting quota? I was like, or how are you hitting quota? I'm like, outbound. He's like, what do you mean outbound? We, sh- we should be all inbound. I'm like, what? He's, I can't make quota off of inbound. 
He's like, really? I was like, we get maybe one or two leads a week. And they're usually just like white paper downloads. No! Like, <laughs> like, I think he had this vision of like all these demo requests coming to us and we weren't really doing anything except for like, just like setting up a meeting. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not the reality at all. He was just baffled. No idea. So is part of, so is this a venture backed startup or like, where's the, Oh yeah, the, it was. Okay. So it was Crimson Hexagon. Um, so they had just gotten a huge cash infusion. Um, it was, they, it wasn't like a, or it wasn't a, it was, it's kind of like a, a private equity firm. Okay. It was like a P, a P, P E purchase. Um, and infused tons and tons of money. And so they went on a hiring spree. So I was like employee number 10142. And then we ended up over 200 a couple of months later. And we did you get a, ended did up- you get a t-shirt that said I'm 142? Yeah. <laughs> no, no t-shirt? <laughs> no t-shirt. Um, and- 142 so sounds, it just year. sounds like a, lonely, like a lonely number. <laughs> um. And then we ended up doing less than an ARR than the year before. So it was definitely, and I do think leadership and winning makes everything better. And if you're not winning, the shit's going to run downhill. <laughs> and if you're a BDR in, a, in an organization that's not doing well, um, it's a really hard life. Um, now, now will you, will they end up what now while you're there, does that, um, mm -hmm. kind of turn around or will you transition out of there into no. another, another role? No. So I did get, uh, because I was hitting quota, I did get promoted to an ISR. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but I was actually fired for sexual harassment. <laughs> I told a dirty joke at a cocktail party, it, but I think this was really the biggest biggest adversity that I really faced was being now I was 34 year old BDR. Um, I was promoted to ISR against all odds and then fired the, from something that happened the day I was announced. And so then I had to find another job as another BDR and start all over again, but nobody wants to hire a 34 year old BDR and try explaining why you're no longer at Crimson Hexagon when it's still like full of like, I can joke about it now, but like, that right. was some, at the time, that it was, probably wasn't any, there was no laughter. Right? So it's probably very there was sobering. No laughter. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah. so when that, when that event happens and, um, and you get fired, you're 30. So you're, you're, you've been a real estate. So you're teacher, real estate. You're now 34. And I have a master's degree in education. People look at my resume or LinkedIn and they're like, you're overqualified. No. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. what's going, what's like, what's going through your mind? How are you coaching? Like, what are you, what are you saying to yourself? Yeah. Like what's the bounce yeah. back track? Yeah. I've got a Trello board and every day I'm, I'm applying to jobs, networking, um, like I'll put down jobs that, or companies that I think are interesting. Um, I make contact, you know, I'm not going to fill out, I'll fill out stuff online, but I know that's not going to work. 
So I'm pinging people on LinkedIn. I got myself interviews at like, um, gosh, what's that company? Turbo, VM Turbo. Okay. I got an interview there. I got like, I got myself interviews everywhere. Um, and it never really clicked. Like, cause I, people like me, but they're like, I can't have you be an AE because you've never sold software. And I just don't see you liking be a B, being a which BDR. Is so, like, which yes, is so I know. funny. The I AE, know. The, it's an interesting, you know, inter, I mean, look, I get it. Uh, people want to, people having you sell something similar to what they're selling is going to make them feel safe. Right. Um, so that yeah. is understandable. But if you've had a track history of selling real estate, you've had a track history of uh, being able to be successful. You, mm-hmm. from my understanding, it looks like you've, um, floated to the top at all your roles. Um, that of seems course. really yeah. natural. You're going to swim to the top, um, yeah. hit whatever role they stick you in. So that is kind of, you know, it is interesting that people think about it like that, but that's just a safety thing, right? People want to feel safe. Makes me feel better about yeah. justifying my decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. You're, you're not fresh out of college and you didn't play lacrosse. lacrosse. Like, I don't know how you're going to fit in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it up. You didn't play lacrosse, I'm assuming. Um, uh, so, so, um, so you, so you put this Trello board together, and you're going through the process of finding another job. So what's, so what's yeah. next? Or, so you're, so let me, I'm gonna wind back just real yeah, quick. I was, so immediately, what's the very first thing that goes through your mind when this happens? Are you thinking like, cr- are you thinking crap? I'm never gonna have another job. Were you thinking, hey, I'm gonna yeah. go back to real estate? Are are you no. are you just trying to get back on the 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 horse? I mean, I'm assuming financially you're going to want to keep the you want to keep money coming in, and not going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a, had some savings. I knew that you know pivoting into BDR land was was not up to my standard of living, right? Like, but didn't have that much saved. Um, and I ended up, I think it was 52 interviews before I was actually hired. Um, 52. I was out of work for almost four months, almost four months. Um, and yeah, I was just like, I just felt like a square peg in a world of round holes. Like I don't fit in anywhere. And just knowing that I am going to bring so much to the table, like knowing that I know that I'm smart and I add a lot of like enthusiasm and I'm always crushing it. And like at Crimson Hexagon, I was not only was I over my quota, but I also helped decorate the office for Christmas and was running like all sorts of side projects. Like I know that I go above and beyond and I'm awesome and I can't get hired for the life of me. So 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 you you get the Trello board out, you you work it, you're working the process, you finally get you finally get a job. Where's that job? Mm-hmm. Thought Industries, and it was just the perfect opportunity because the BDR manager desperately wanted to get promoted to be an AE, and the company wanted to promote him to AE, but they didn't have anyone to take over the team. So I was hired with the intention of promoting me to the BDR manager um, quickly, and that's what happened. After five weeks, I was promoted to BDR manager. Um, so really that was such a stroke of grace really um because i was out of work for almost four months um and yeah it's a real and 
my recruiter, her name was Edita um, Berenbrau. Um, she took me on. She found me on link- LinkedIn and she was trying to break into um, recruiting here in Boston. She had been doing it in New Jersey. And she met with me before my in-person interview and just coached me because she could tell that I was awesome, but just a little bit defeated. And she just whipped me into shape. And anytime that I started being like, well, duh, she's like, no, you're awesome. You crushed it. Da, 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 da. And I went in there and I got the job and I'm just how, so how, grateful. Like some, yeah. How, how do you say her name? Edita, E-D-I-T-A. Man, we all have an Adita, don't we? Doesn't everybody need somebody? Doesn't everybody need somebody like that? The sassy girl from New Jersey just whips me into shape. I got a guy. I got a uh, somebody like that. My, my guy's uh, Adam Reisner is his is his mm-hmm. name. He was he was my Adita. Um, so Adita, <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, you get this job as a BDR role. So what's the next? Um, what's next step? So you come in there and are you doing Mm -hmm. like sales operations or are you doing uh, just managing the BDR team? Yeah. Player coach. Um, so my quota was very low, but then coaching, it was both, there was, um, inbound and outbound team. Um, yeah, leading. I, it was a lot. Like I was promoted much faster than I had thought. I thought like three or four months, but it ended up being like five weeks. Um, and thank God for Trish Bertuzzi's book, the, you know, the business development playbook or the BDR playbook. I got that book on Friday and I just poured through it over the weekend. And I came back Monday as the BDR manager. And I thank God for that book. It like helped me with everything, commission, design, um, coaching, one-on-ones, interviewing. I had to interview a bunch, you know, um, definitely a whole lot of learning. And yeah, that's the first time I really got exposure to the back end of Salesforce. Um, Cause we didn't and, have and like a rev- RevOps person. Yeah. And that's where life starts to get real exciting for you, right? Like you love, yeah. you love some Salesforce, yeah. right? I do, but I didn't really know it that yet. Like I liked it and it felt like, Oh, this is so fun to do. But like my real calling in life is outbound sales development. Um, and after about, do you feel that like way still? Year, do you, yeah. do you feel that way still today? You feel like that's still your calling? Um, I think it's a passion of mine, and I think, and I absolutely love when I get to talk to, like, a BDR manager or or a VP of sales who wants to do outbound or is it's a brand new startup and they want to do outbound. Like, I get so excited, and I think what I can really bring to the table is a system by which, right? So I started at Link Squares as hire 10, first lady hire. And I was brought on to build out, you know, the BDR program, the the strategy to everything. Um, and really putting together like a, we were, I used outreach, I convinced outreach to send, sell me one seat. <laughs> oh, back on the, when, when they, had the they had the five license logged out. That's awesome. Come on, one seat, one seat, one Come seat. Come on, one seat. Just, I just need to, well, I'm sorry, Miss. I'm sorry, yeah, Jackie. Seat. We've got you got to buy five seats. Like, let me go talk to my boss. You still have to buy five seats. 
Um, yeah. So, okay, that's a fee. All right. So you talk. Yeah. So you talk sales for, or you talk outreach into one license. <laughs> yeah. you, put, you put a, you put some pressure on them. Yeah. Um, shout out to Craig Hennahan. Craig Hennahan. Was that was I that your sales guy? Rep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In just building out like a sequence, call scripts, account scoring that worked right so the first ddr hire um shout out claudia del mar her first day that night she booked her first meeting awesome. um it's awesome right so like being able to have a bdr straight out of college day one or by day four is booking a meeting right and it's repeatable right like building something that's repeatable is just I think that's way more rewarding than me being an individual contributor. So I, I got to take, so there's one thing that I really wanted to, to talk about that you mentioned in the selling podcast, and I'm going to throw this out here and change the gears a little bit. Cause I want to make sure that we, that we cover this. Cause, cause we'll get um, here in a second. We'll, we'll have to start winding down, but the um, you mentioned in the sell out podcast that when you were selling to attorneys, you talked about like how you, how you were, your personality, their personality. I think there was something being thrown out about fish, fishes and animal types, the disc and the animals and owls and sharks. And you're, I think you're hitting people, sharks in the face. Yeah, exactly. It's like how to get the attention of your, of the prospect and who you're targeting is probably, they're probably going to be about the same. So yeah, we were calling into like leadership in corporate legal and CFOs. So they're going to be like a, a strong D on the disc wheel, which is dominant. Um, and how you talk to a D is bottom line up front. Um, you got to get in there and demand their attention. If you come in like, they're just going to be like squash next. <laughs> like, um, And so you, you really have to, design your pitch and your wording and your style to who you're going after, right? Knowing your audience. Um, and so, yeah, I, I told them, I was like, my team, I was like, okay, um, we're calling into like CFOs and CLOs. They're like, they're like the sharks of the ocean, right? They're just like swimming around, like they own the place. And if you come up like a little like guppy, like, hey, do you want to buy my software? They're just going to like chomp you or like just blow past. But if you, if a shark is coming after you to really like get at them, you just punch them in the nose. Um, so that's why I was like, you know, when you're on the, if you get a CFO on the, on the phone, you, you punch him right in the nose. You do. And, and they'll, they'll be so stunned. And then you can kind of like give your little pitch. And by the time they're waking back up, you say, does this sound like it might make a difference for you? And they're just like, uh, <laughs> Well, what's funny is you said, so you're like, so you said that, that attorneys and CFOs are high D's, DCs. Yeah. And that made me laugh because yeah. a D and a C seem so uh, contradictory to each other. But yeah. they don't seem well, like the they would go in the compliance. same. Right. Yeah. Well, nitty gritty. Yeah. So it's a, t- it's a really tough persona to sell to because they want to know everything. They want to know all the details and they want to know them right now in like four words or less. Not funny. Um, yeah. So you really have to kind of 
iterate on your messaging and your style until, you know, you find something that kind of works. And yeah, it might not be your natural way of speaking to someone. Right. I, I tend to lead with charm. D's don't really don't love that. <laughs> Especially DCs are just like, I don't know what you're talking about, girl. So did you find that you had to tailor that back when you were phone prospecting? Oh, yeah. You have to change. You can't expect people that you're interrupting to get on your wavelength in what the two split seconds that you have to like get their attention. You have to speak in their love language. You have to be the interruption that would interrupt them, not you. Oh, what a great, what a great, what a great takeaway. You've got to be the interruption. Yeah. What a great, I'm going to write that. That's going to be the, the tweet of the day. The interruption nice. interrupts them, not interrupts you. Isn't that, that is, isn't that true? Cause like I respond, I'm a high D and if somebody has any yeah. passivity, I try not to be like this, but just naturally any passivity really turns me off. So like yeah. if somebody calls but me, I, I detect that you've got some I in there too. Yeah, you're there's excitable, some enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, 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 I'm an ID. It's, so, um, yeah, that's, um, that's, yeah. So really funny. Great. So that's a great, that's a great quote. You got to be the interruption that interrupts them, not interrupts you. You got to get on their wavelength. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so, so, um, so that's, that's awesome. So what's the one thing that you're the most passionate about right now? Screen flows. Screen flows. <laughs> tell me about, tell me about screen flows. Oh my gosh. I love them so much. Okay, so if you're in Salesforce and there's like a little screen that you can interact with and it brings you to another screen that you can interact with and at the end, like you save it. And it, so I'll do it for if you're creating a new record, like almost like a little wizard. Um, so kind of if there's like almost if you have to figure out what state it, it, it's in before the city, right? The first screen is going to be like what state next screen. It's dynamic. So if you if you pick Massachusetts, it's going to be Boston or, you know. Kingsborough. That's that's awesome. Well, this has been a great uh, interview. Thanks so much for sharing. So many good takeaways. Um, so many things that I want to highlight. And I just can't tell you how appreciative I am that you come on. And thanks for sharing your story with us. And uh, I know you're, you'll you'll have an impact to people that are listening to the podcast. So thank you so much. All right. I want to thank Jackie. Jackie, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for sharing. Uh, some of the things that um, I took away is the first one is talked about uh, your recruiter making a really big difference uh, in your life and helping direct you in career transition. Remember, guys, uh, people that are out there listening to the podcast that you can be somebody for somebody else. Um, the other thing is that we're that we're all number two. Someday I'll share you a really good story from um, the Starbucks founder about how Bill Gates dad impacted his life. But just remember uh, that you have an impact on your sphere of influence. The second thing is uh, when life knocks you down or you get unexpected setbacks, you got to get up and make a plan and keep going and keep moving on. And um, I just can't tell you, thanks again so much, Jackie, for being on. Loved having you. And uh, guys, remember, if you want more from the podcast, you want more about Monster Connect, go to monsterconnect forward slash podcast. And as always, don't let what you can't do interfere with what you can.